0: Could we can't just the world under a
1: sand You may so hard and never fail Never die You can't stop the fire we breathe
2: The quintet of teenagers and Panvahan slowly and methodically explore a wooded area outside of Dragon Cove. The six heroes have unintentionally broken off into three sets of pairs. Hanoel works with Scarlet. Gwen is paired off with Betty, leaving Pan and Jay to explore together. Do you see anything?
3: I don't even know what I'm looking for. How are we supposed to see something that vibrates out of frequency with our universe? Do you think our guardian tech would be able to see it?
4: It might. But on the odd chance that the captured people might see us change right now, it's... Better to keep that ace up our sleeve. You
3: said you think it took some people you know?
4: The Community Garden Center volunteers. We were all working in the field, and I turned around to talk to Mrs. Tara, and when I turned back, everyone was gone.
3: Community Garden? (laughs) How many organizations and clubs are you a part of?
4: I don't know. Like a dozen or so?
3: When do you find time to sleep?
4: What is it with everyone being so concerned with my sleep cycle? Reginald asked me the same thing. Does everyone just assume I'm so irresponsible that I don't get enough sleep?
3: Hey, whoa, not making accusations. Just thought we were doing some of our trademark witty banter. (sighs)
4: Sorry.
3: That sounds like it was more than just about people asking you to sleep more. Are you okay?
4: Can I tell you something in
3: confidence? I am a vault.
4: Even if it's about Benny?
3: As long as you're not about to tell me you fell in love with him.
4: (laughs) No, no, nothing that dramatic. He did something that really messed with my head.
3: Did he kiss you? Because I've been there.
4: (laughs) He told me that I live in a different world than you guys. That my family's wealth creates an unintentional barrier between me and the real world.
0: Well,
3: he's not a hundred percent wrong. You live a different life than us, but, but I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not like you're Desdemona or Reginald.
4: I know I'm not that bad, but I never really looked closely at the differences. Now that I have, I'm questioning everything that I do. Do I volunteer my time because I'm actually a good person or am I subconsciously trying to make up for being privileged? Do I not want to be like Desdemona so badly that I force myself to do these things so people don't see me that way?
3: Oh, man. It might have been better if he just kissed you. I just had to reevaluate my feelings for him, not do a deep dive into the core of my being.
4: <laughs> I'm being serious. I really like being rich. I like having all of my clothes. I like knowing that I can get a manicure and a pedicure whenever I want. That party that you and Benny helped clean up so you can get food... I didn't even think about donating the food or anything. I was too busy enjoying the hot air balloon ride.
3: You want a hot air balloon at your party?
4: You see? I'm completely blind to how well off I am.
3: (laughs) Do you want the truth? Yes, you are rich. Very, very, very rich. I I mean, I know you're not Scrooge McDuck swimming in money type of rich, but you don't have to worry about things. That's not something to be ashamed of. L- look at all you do. Even before we became guardians, you were out there every day, making Garden Cove better for no reward. Honestly, you're why I feel like I don't have to do anything at all. <laughs> you're doing the work of three people.
4: I
2: guess. It always just feels like I should be doing more. Elsewhere, the duo of Benny and Gwen make their way along the waterfront of Van Luka Lake. Benny walks ahead, casually slipping stones into the lake while Gwen follows with a confused and frustrated look upon her face. You
5: cannot be serious, Benny.
1: Like a heart attack.
5: How could you not apply to any schools? You're athletic enough to get a partial scholarship
1: somewhere. My GPA is just good enough to keep me eligible for football. And I know I'm not going to do good in college. It really isn't that big of a deal. Not a big deal. What
5: are you going to do after you graduate? I know your mom. She's not going to let you just sit around the house. How about community college or trade school? You have to do
1: something. Now you sound like my mom. And I never said I wasn't going to do anything after graduation.
5: Well, what are you going to do? This. What we're doing right now is what I want to be. A drifter that throws rocks into a lake?
1: No, a guardian. What we're doing right now. Fighting the good fight and keeping people safe? I don't need a degree for this. I'm good at this already. No, a guardian. You wanna be a guardian full time? Don't act like you haven't considered it. You're more focused on this than I am, and I love it. You train harder in our sparring sessions than I've ever seen you train for your water polo or swim teams.
5: I train harder in our sparring sessions because I'm not worried about dying in the pool, you idiot. I love being a guardian, but that's not what I'm working towards. There's a spot on the Olympic team with my name on it. The Olympics? No way. That is so badass. Exactly. This can't be our whole life. You need to find what you're passionate about.
1: I'll think about it. But eight year old me would be really disappointed that I was considering not being a full time superhero.
5: <laughs> hey, Gaio,
6: where's Erold? Did he not get in the portal? He requested
7: a little time to get ready.
6: Get ready? He wears a lab coat 90% of the time.
7: He
8: tends to overprepare for things, especially as of late.
2: Stepping out of the portal is e The dinosaur scientist has merged his typical lab coat ensemble with the padded battlesuit he wore in combat with Hera. He now wears a thick padded coat over a bandolier and utility belt. I will never tire of instantaneous
9: transportation. Apologies for being tardy, but I needed to finish this. I call it my brondanium flux grenade. It theoretically should align with the vibrational frequencies of everything in the glass radius. Oh,
6: that's amazing. What's the radius of effect?
9: Potentially 60 to 70 meters.
8: Theoretically? Potentially? Is it
9: safe to assume you've never tested this thing? Do you think I would risk the lives of all of you on a whim? This device is as safe as I could possibly make it.
6: Uh, say, Gaia, where's the biggest concentration of vibrational anomalies? The largest anomaly seems to
7: be in the lake about 50 meters from shore.
2: A few moments later, the Guardians, Pan and Erailed, stand on the shore of Lake Vanloika. Benny holds the brondadium grenade carefully in his hand, a devilish smirk on his face.
1: So let me get this straight. You want me to throw an experimental grenade that Errol just invented as far as I can into the lake, and if it works, it'll rip a new dimension into ours?
9: Yes, though it should be noted that it actually. Gah! And I guess it doesn't matter.
3: So, what's supposed to happen?
2: After a blinding flash, the water of Lake Van Loika fades away and reveals a grassy floor. Slowly, small buildings come into view. Each building appears to be an oversized mushroom, each a different color. The gnome citizens move about the small village doing small tasks, oblivious to the audience watching them.
5: I don't know what I expected, but
4: it
2: wasn't this. Why are they all smiling like that? It's super creepy. Emerging from the puff of magical smoke is the vortex pest. The oversized gnome wields a small pickaxe in one hand and a gardening spade in the other.
7: No! You cannot gnome them from z- They are my family. I gnome them.
5: You didn't find those people, you kidnapped them. Let's go.
3: Guardians engage. Storm Sentinel. Druidic Defender. Nova Knight. Higher Paladin. Hydro
5: Hopline.
2: The five guardians stand in a V formation, with Gwen at the head, flanked by Benny and Jay on one side, and Scarlet and Hanwell on the other. Pan unsheathes the blaster pistol from their hip, while E-Railed readies his wrist launcher. You need to let these people go. They're not your family. We can help you find your real family. The oversized gnome quizzically cocks his head, and stares at the slowly approaching Storm Sentinel.
1: Dude, are you trying to reason with a giant porcelain lawn ornament? Let's just smash this thing!
2: pierpont has been in my family for decades.
3: Oh, please don't anthropomorphize your relationship with a doll when the life-size version is trying to kill us!
2: We should at least try to talk to- The pink guardian is knocked off his feet after being struck in the head by a transparent sphere. The remaining Guardians quickly turn to see Haxatar obliterous and a small cadre of sunglass-wearing Frogger foot soldiers approaching. A small group of the amphibians carry rifle-like weapons, while the rest have overly muscular upper bodies with colored bandanas tied to their bulky biceps. (sighs)
0: So Haxatar finally gets to meet the fabled Guardians. Is this another Geo Monster?
8: Unfortunately, not. This beast goes by Haxatar Obliterus. He's Tyric Mir's attack dog.
0: Haxatar's reputation precedes Haxatar. Haxatar doesn't know who you are, puny blue thing. But Haxatar will save you. For last.
2: If you are taking reservations, I
9: request to be the first position.
2: Stepping forward from behind the multicolored heroes, e aims his wrist launcher directly at the hulking triceratops. Ha
0: ha 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 You, the tiny traitor, didn't kill you already? Haxatar was sent to get the creature, but Haxatar doesn't think the Drowned Duke will care if Haxatar has a little fun first. <sighs> Flugers, attack!
7: Now, now the,
0: g-go g-go strike.
2: Strike. the frog warriors leap forward and directly engage the guardians and man. While Erald sprints forward and launches himself toward his massive foe, striking Haxatar with his razor sharp toe claw. Ah, you shall rue the day you crossed my clan. The large dinosaur grapples with his tiny opponent, grabbing a hold of Erald's tail. Haxatar flings the enraged scientist to the side.
0: Ah, uh, uh, Haxatar. We'll make you pay for that.
9: That was for my dear sister. The next blow
2: will be for me. Jay moves over and takes position next to their dinosaur friend, positioning themselves in between Haxatar and e The druidic defender checks on the winded dinosaur.
6: Have you lost your mind? powers, and even I didn't rush the biggest guy in the fight. You You can can do do this. this. You You are are a warrior.
9: warrior. Sister, is that you?
6: Errol? Are you not hearing me? Come on, dude. I said you're not a warrior. Let us do the heavy fighting.
9: I must for my
2: sister.
6: Let's do this!
2: The scientific duo rush the mountainous Haxatar and re-engage in combat. Relying on their speed, the pair hold their own for the moment.
1: Whoa! I didn't think the... The little guy had it in him! What
5: in the world got E-Rail so wild up? I would not have pegged him to be so aggressive.
8: Haxatar is why his sister is in a coma. He's doing this for her.
3: If he's not careful, he's going to end up in a coma right next to her. Triceratops is ten times his size.
1: What are these frog guys? They're way tougher than those gobbles were.
5: If I had a hazard to hazard a guess, these are magically spawned foot soldiers.
4: That's a hell of a guess. I assume you have evidence to support your claim?
1: Defender, can you give a report? When we're done?
2: As the battle rages on, the Vortex Test discreetly moves away from the combatants toward the center of the makeshift gnome village.
7: This is no place to gnome family. I will find us some gnome qualities.
2: The Guardians, Han, E-Railed, Haxatar, and the Froggers find themselves dropped into Lake Van Luka. As the Gnome Village fades away, the combatants scramble to the shoreline and face off once again.
0: You will pay for letting that creature get away from Haxatar. Haxatar will. I don't
2: know who you are or where you came from, but let me give you this first class ticket back there. Cyclone's Fury! Violently thrusting his arms upward, Panuel summons a tornado underneath Haxatar and his minions. The torrential wind quickly lifts the villains into the air and then launches them deep into the woods. A fatigued Pink Guardian turns to face his team.
5: That was awesome, Sentinel! When did you learn to do that? I don't remember working on that in our training sessions. No! Seriously,
6: how did you do that without your chakras acting as a focus, or... Would it be foci, because there's two of them? I... I...
4: I I don't know. I was just so frustrated with everything. There's a difference between violence and senseless violence. What we do is inherently violent, but it shouldn't just be us punching monsters and destroying city blocks. I know magma squids and others that are just monsters need to be fought, but... I can't get behind just attacking something that is sapient without trying to reason with it.
1: You're talking about a law gnome that's been in your garage for years. It shouldn't even be alive.
3: Plus, we don't even know if it should stay alive. You saw what happened to Bequake? We had to stop it, or, or who knows what would have happened.
8: Your friends are right. Unfortunately, you've been drafted into a war. Tough decisions have to be made. So we just put down anyone who disagrees with us
4: or we don't understand? Careful there, Pan. You're sounding like your friend, Jor Halden.
5: Enough! Emotions are way too high. Let's regroup tomorrow. We'll all be at a better place after a good night's sleep.
2: The following afternoon finds Hanuel and Gwen sitting outside the Lime and Punishment food truck the usually bustling boardwalk is oddly quiet. Where is everyone?
4: I don't think I've ever seen the boardwalk this empty.
5: I guess Driving Cove is okay with monster attacks, but being teleported to who knows where is still a line too far. So... So, you went to the Dark Place yesterday. Dark Place? It's what I call whatever this is, this angry, snippy version of you.
4: Am I not allowed to get upset?
5: I didn't say that. I actually find it comforting that you're capable of getting upset. It lets me know that you're not a robot or something. Is this like the 8th grade spelling bee? No. 6th grade talent show?
4: It's the 7th grade student council election.
5: Whoa. That bad.
4: I feel like an alien when we're in our guardian armor. It's such a profound alienation for a person not to be at home in their own body. The more powerful and gigantic the forces we face, the more powerless and less like myself I feel.
5: Do you want to stop fighting? It's okay if you do. Violence has never been a part of your life before.
4: You grew up a few blocks from me. You're not exactly from the wrong side of the tracks.
5: Touche. What I'm saying is, you've always been optimistic and kind. I love you for that, but this life still doesn't always align with that.
4: I'm honestly torn, because I've always believed that only the weak succumb to brutality. I'm also not naive enough not to acknowledge that quitting is even an option. The threats we're facing require all the Titans, and some will need Cronus. Beyond that, there is no way I could stand by and watch you all risk everything if I have the power to help.
5: Where does that leave us?
4: I'm with you all to the end. Whatever that looks like. I just need to find a way to balance Hanwell with
2: the Storm Sentinel. Meanwhile, in e hidden laboratory under Doc's junkyard... Jay and e are diligently working on a modified version of the Brondadium Grenade.
3: Oh, sorry
6: for not having any burritos today. My mum's been experimenting with meat alternatives, and I thought I would save your taste buds from the trauma. Uh, can you hand me the oscilloscope? Erald?
2: e stares intently at a single digital readout, oblivious to Jay. His face is marked with concern and sadness as he watches a single wavelength dance across a small screen.
6: What's going on? Why are you so focused on that Hera's brainwave, isn't it?
9: Yes, my dear sister's vitals haven't changed since she was stabilized. Nothing I have attempted has improved her fragile condition. I have failed her.
3: Hey,
6: you know that isn't true. You build on failure. It is just a stepping stone on the path to success. You don't try to forget the mistakes. But you don't want to dwell on them either. You don't let it have any of your energy or any of your time.
9: I think this endeavour has broken me, Jay.
6: Grief is an unquantifiable thing when it happens unexpectedly. It can destroy you or focus you. My grandpa Phineas used to say, Time heals all wounds. I know it's a shallow gesture, but I've found it to be true.
9: That presumes the source of the grief is finite. My sister literally haunts me and will for all time.
6: Wait, literally? Literally, literally.
9: I hear her voice everywhere, in the lab, and even during our most recent battle.
10: That's
6: not unusual. I still hear my Grandpa Phineas in my head all the time, and and, and he passed almost a decade ago. It's comforting to think that he's still with me somehow, but it's just your subconscious filling that void.
9: I'm not so certain. This has been the most unsettling of times, and I'm worried that I... Either I'm missing something, or my mind is failing me.
6: Once we rectify this vortex pest problem, we'll have Gaia do a full scan of you. But now, let's finish this thing before that gnome makes all of Dragon Cove disappear.
0: does not want to hear about failure. You did not tell Haxatar that the creature had magic, or that a Stormcaller would be.
2: The mighty warrior freezes in his tracks as he enters the magically hidden cave that has been concealing himself and the drowned Duke from the eyes of the surface world the previously simple cave has been transfigured into an regal throne room where there was once dirt floors and rock walls he now sees smooth dark marble-like surfaces pillars made of black volcanic rock frame a raised dais what is
0: this why did you make
2: these changes haxatar finds the drowned duke standing smugly on the raised dais The two lock eyes for a moment before the water wizard slides to one side of the stage. Emerging from the darkness is a massive seven-foot beige egg mounted on an armored spider-legged device. A slow, pulsating light emanates from a large crack running vertically across the ovoid. The triceraton warrior immediately kneels and stares at the ground.
0: My lord... Haxatar did not know you had arrived
10: I'm sorry Do you think the Dark Lord is supposed to clear his itinerary with a rabid dog like you? No,
0: Haxatar meant that
10: That the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms cannot traverse wherever they deem worthy of their presence Is
7: that what you meant? That is enough, Duke Haxatar may be a rabid dog But he is still my favorite rabid dog.
0: Thank you, my lord. Haxatar lives to serve.
7: That is correct. Your life, your entire purpose, is to serve me. How exactly have you been serving me lately? The good duke has shared some
2: interesting stories. Haxatar's eyes dart up and meet the drowned dukes. The warrior's fiery rage is met with the cold superiority of the water wizard.
0: Haxatar has fought to the best of Haxatar's abilities. If the fights had been fair, Haxatar would never have lost.
10: Are you implying that Hera, the former left hand of Tirachmir, would stoop to cheating. She was honourable to a fault.
0: She used her brother's science. I had struck them both down when she became a behemoth. No single warrior could stand against that.
10: <laughs> a behemoth, a youngling's fairy tale, is your excuse?
7: So... He actually did it. Eureald's primary scientific pursuit was to create a weapon for my arsenal that would be unstoppable. It seems he has reached some modicum of success. It is a pity that we have to. extinguish such a brilliant mind. Haxatar,
10: did you say that the Guardians had a storm collar with them? That is simply
8: impossible.
0: Haxatar doesn't think that word means what you think it means. The pink one threw a cyclone at Haxatar and the Frugers. It was exactly like the legend said.
10: I personally ended the Stormcaller line. When I defeated Morik the Fortress, at the Battle of Kaldun's Breath atop the Dragon's Teeth, I stood over their limp body and drained the last of the magic from them. It seems I have chosen to surround myself with failures. I have never failed you, my lord. This simpleton does
7: not know what he speaks of. Is Haxatar... A simple minded creature. Obviously. Is his sole purpose to simply kill whatever I deem necessary? Of course. Does Haxatar have enough brain power to scheme and lie? He does not. Until you prove otherwise, Duke. You have failed me, and you know
2: what I do to
7: failures."
2: The usually confident drowned duke shrinks back a little from the threatening words of Tirichmir. Looking away, he pauses and quickly regains his composure.
10: Uh, Of of course, my lord, I I will not not rest until I have provided you with proof of my actions. Or, if what Haxatar says is true, I will present to you once again the lifeless form of
2: the last Stormcaller. Silently, the drowned duke seemingly glides away leaving a somewhat pleased-looking Haxatar and the giant egg which houses the Dark Lord of the Seven Kingdoms.
0: Thank you for believing in Haxatar. Haxatar always knew that you valued Haxatar.
7: <laughs> Value you. The only reason you remain breathing is that I need you to help the drowned duke collect these crystals. This is my final chrysalis. With these mystical energies, I will truly become the immortal king! And the first thing I plan to with my new life, is to end your useless one.
2: The Guardians, trailed by Pan and e emerge near the shoreline of Lake Vanloyka. e carries with them the modified Brondanium grenade, while Jay has with them a small black box with colored wires sprouting from the top.
3: On a scale of one to ten, what are the odds we're going to end up in the lake again?
9: I guarantee that our modified Brondanium grenade will lock the vortex pest in place and keep you all free from witness.
6: As long as the multi-core rubidium device is operating, the village and the villagers will remain phase locked in our dimension.
8: We're going
5: to run shock and awe.
8: Shock. And awe? What is that?
1: We came up with a handful of game plans to make sure we all know what to do.
8: I should have known. What exactly is the plan?
1: We go fully
3: on the offensive. Jay causes the earthquake, while I shock it. The rest of us launch a three-pronged attack.
8: And what should I do?
3: Just let us do
5: our thing. Our powers aren't going to short out in the middle of a fight.
6: Um... Oh, uh, you could keep Erold and the device safe. If it shorts out or breaks, the vortex pest would disappear again.
5: Alright, everyone knows what they're doing. Hanuel, do you want another chance to reason with it? Hopefully we won't get interrupted again.
1: Seriously? We're gonna talk the kidnapping monster down?
4: Sentinel,
6: Druidic Defender, Nova
3: Knight, Higher Paladin, Hydro Hobblade!
2: After donning their armor, the Guardians summon their elemental weapons and get into position. E-Railed connects the Rondanium grenade to the Rubidium device. After checking a few initial readings, the dinosaur scientist turns to the armored teens. Everything appears to be working as I predicted, but I must
9: reiterate that this technology was theoretical yesterday. Haste is of
2: the utmost importance. The Gnome Village is bustling with activity as dozens of gnome citizens are seemingly hard at work. The diligent gnome citizens appear oblivious to the heroes, cautiously entering their town. What the Tims, Burton, Santa's village is going on here?
5: Why are they just pantomiming work?
4: What? I don't see any gnome mimes. They're all just pretending to work. Look, they have paintbrushes, but no paint.
2: That one's just taking a short from a clothesline, folding it, then he puts it
4: back on the line.
3: This is unbelievably cute and also creepy. There should be a term for that. Oh, there is! It's Gurukawa.
6: It's Japanese. It's a combination of the katakana words for grotesque and
5: cute. Does anyone see the vortex pest?
1: I guess it wouldn't hurt to ask. Uh, hey... We're looking for the, uh, leader of this nightmare parade. Uh,
10: Hi there, neighbor gnome.
1: Okay. Like I was saying, we're...
10: I hope you're having a gnomey day. It sure is gnomely hot today. Can you hear me? Well, I've got to get back to gnoming. All gnome, and no gnome means gnome to us all. I think this This one one is broken.
1: Is that Braxton?
4: Braxton? Braxton, can you hear me? Snap out of it! Hi there, neighbor gnome. Come on, I
8: know
2: you're in there.
8: I hope you're having a gnomy day. It sure is gnomely
2: hot here today. The pink guardian grasps the sides of his friend's face and pulls him close. Braxton,
1: remember eighth grade
2: when you were too scared to ask Fatima out, and I helped you write that perfect pickup line? Well, I've got to get back to Nomin. All play and no work means gnome to us all. A gnomified citizen turns away from Hanwell and returns to pantomiming, painting a fence.
7: Gotcha. You need to gnome my family alone. They'll have work to gnome.
8: These people aren't your family.
4: The bond that links your true family is not something you can create with a wave of a hand. That I
7: respect and join the moments we share in each other's lives. Family is what I know it. You and all your gnomes will be my family. All will be part of my family.
4: I was really hoping you wouldn't say that. Light
2: em up! A bolt of lightning leaps through <laughs> the overnight's elemental weapon and knocks the giant gnome backward. As soon as the monster shakes off the electric attack, it is thrown into the air as the ground below its feet erupts from a seismic attack from the druid Paladin and
5: Sentinel, let's take this thing down hard and fast.
1: Batter up! That is totally not fair! Where did it go? Over there! I got him.
5: You boys are trying
2: too hard. Gwen duplicates her aqua sword and begins to slowly turn in place. Hiya!
7: Hiya! You were known for that! Oh. Ouch! Frack!
9: Frack? A little surface world vernacular that I picked up from Jay. They often say it when they burn or shock themselves. I guess I adopted it subconsciously.
8: Is the device supposed to be sparking and smoking like that?
9: Ideally? no. Luckily, I was able to minimize the damage, and the device is still fully operational. I knew we should have took the time to double insulate those wires.
2: Hello, Hi there, neighbor. neighbor. I hope I you haven't been no And an rail turned to see a dozen nomified Dragon Cove citizens steadily approaching transfigured people are wielding various gardening and farming tools.
8: This does not bode well.
9: Need I remind you that the Guardians frown upon unnecessary violence, especially as these are potentially their friends or acquaintances?
8: It's set to stun. Need I remind you that Harbinger was the violent warlord? Pan Vahan is a hero through and through. I'll keep them at bay, you keep that device functional. It sure is gnomely. It sure is gnomely. That sure is gnum. Reminds me of when I used to shoot tiller rats with C. L. Janine. Well, I've got to get back to. It. Well, I've got to get back to. It. <laughs> well, I've got to get back to. It. Granted, we were hunting the rats for the pelts. You'd be surprised how much fuel you can get for a few dozen tiller pelts.
9: You spend time as a simple hunter? Why would the glorious Guardian Prime have stooped to such menial tasks?
8: Space is infinite, but fuel isn't. When the Praetorian Guard puts a bounty on your head, there are not many legitimate business opportunities out there. All play and no work means gnome. All
7: play and no work means gnome. All play and no work means gnome.
9: Over there.
4: He's behind that cart.
3: Are we winning? I can't tell if we're hurting it or just pissing it off. I'm curious if it will
6: fatigue before we have to recharge. Theoretically, we could do this for days.
1: You know what could help? Pan has this awesome whip attack. We should have stood up for just a few minutes and end this nonsense.
5: No. We've defeated every challenge with just the five of us. We can do this!
7: (laughs) Ooh! You want to gnome my numb from me? I'll just gnome your numb first.
4: (laughs) Is it increasing the amount of times it says gnome now?
6: It does appear that way.
1: Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I
3: think think we're about about to find out.
2: The vortex pest begins to pulsate with a supernatural glow. The gnomified citizens freeze in place as the energy that was transferred into them is recalled back to the vortex pest. The guardians can only stand and watch as the gnome grows to a gigantic size. Taiju begins a slow trudge toward Dragon Code.
1: If we would have tagged in Pan, we wouldn't be dealing with a giant gnome right now.
5: Now is not
1: the time, Paladin.
5: It's Titan time! I summon the rock that supports.
3: I summon the light in the darkness!
4: I summon the wings of change!
10: I
1: summon a cry that ignites justice!
5: I summon the claws that win life!
2: the Guardians teleport into their Elemental Titans, and we attempt to cut off the now giant-sized vortex pest.
6: If I can suggest a plan of action, I think we need to go straight to Cronus. We were barely damaging it as individuals before, and this will just be more of the same, just
3: at a larger scale. One attack over five? Do we want to put all of our eggs in one basket?
4: Quality always trumps quantity. I think there's a weapon in Cronus's arsenal that will do the deed.
5: Arsenal? How do you know about these new weapons?
4: I can't really put my finger on it, but I've been feeling the source stronger every day.
1: Good enough for me. Let's squash this no. We are the medicine.
2: The mighty Megatitan takes a defensive stance, and prepares to stop the encroaching Vortex Pest.
1: That's cheating! Fight us like a gnome!
6: The amount of energy to teleport something that size has to be astronomical. Hey, look! It's moving slower
3: than it was before!
5: So we just need to get it to a teleport a couple of more
2: times,
3: and then we can drop it! On it! Lightning Storm!
2: The right arm of Cronus raises toward the sky as lightning leaps from the rhino beetle horn and acts as a gauntlet for the combined mech. A dark cloud forms above the kaiju and lightning begins to rain down. All
3: right, I put it on the tee for you,
4: Sentinel.
2: Hold on to your butts.
4: Shooting Thunderstar
2: attack! The mouth of the alicorn head, currently positioned as Cronus's chest plate, opens and a stream of multicolored stars jet out. Each star radiates their matching elemental energy. Granite-like green stars, flaming red stars, electrifying black stars, thrashing blue stars, and cyclonic pink stars slam into the fatigued giant monster. The following day, the five guardians arrive at the proposed site for the Dragon Cove Community Garden. Hanuel and Gwen exit his sports car and join Jay, Benny, and Scarlet in unloading fertilizer and tools from the bed of Scarlet's truck. I'm surprised you're here, Jay. I figured
4: you'd be studying the crystal we just got with Pan and Herald.
6: Normally, I would be nose-deep in days' worth of analysis on a magical crystal, but my mom was pretty adamant about me being here today. I'm planning on planting a couple of seeds and then just
5: teleporting back to the Enduring Enterprise.
1: Hey, Gwen, are you okay?
5: Why wouldn't I be? Another monster stopped, and there was no damage to Dragon
1: Cove. You've just been a little aggressive lately, and that's coming from me.
3: Yeah... You really bit Pan's head off at the training session and then totally blew them off when they wanted to help fight the monster. I just don't like how they just
5: automatically think. They can show up and start barking orders. I know they've been doing this for centuries,
3: but this is still our team. Listen, I'm barely getting used to following your orders, so I feel your frustration. But But they do have a lot of experience with being a hero and this tech. We shouldn't just dismiss them. Fair enough. I'll try.
2: The Quintet make their way to the community garden, each carrying a single item, while Benny is overloaded with items in his arms. Uh,
1: uh, 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 See? I told you I could do it in one trip.
3: (laughs) You say so.
4: I really appreciate you all coming here to help me with this. All the other volunteers are a little traumatized after being turned into gnomes against their will.
3: Hanuel, I think you...
4: I know it's going to be tough, but hopefully we can make a dent today and finish.
3: Hanuel!
2: What? The pink-clad teen turns his attention away from his friends and looks toward the desolate field he left the other day. Instead... He sees over a dozen plots with overturned soil, each fenced in with chicken wire. Tables with multicolored umbrellas and benches are sprinkled in between each plot. A simple sign has been erected and reads, Welcome to the Dragon Cove Community Garden. Take what you need. Who did this?
1: Alone we can do so little. But
3: together, we can do so much.
1: Mom! Is that walking Dirty Cloud, Reginald?
3: Either that, or that is the greatest pig pen cosplay I've ever seen.
7: Where have you been? This crazy big
3: Young man, did we or did we not have a lengthy conversation yesterday about your foul language?
7: This lady has been working me to the bone these last... Two days!
4: Mrs. Terra... Reginald... This is absolutely amazing. I don't know what to say. Reggie... I didn't know you cared so much about community outreach. I don't. She wouldn't take no for an answer.
3: Oh, this was so fun. I haven't gotten my hands dirty like this in years.
4: How are you with a hammer? We're building some tiny homes for the unhoused later this month
3: building homes well that takes me back to my time in africa when i was working for habitat for humanity i lost track of the amount of homes we built
6: africa uh, when did you live in africa
3: oh jellybean you know i had my own life before marrying your dad and meeting you
4: mrs tara i think this is the beginning of a beautiful partnership Tubular Teens with Titans is written and produced by Velvet Fiend Rabbit Productions. Our theme song, Thundersword, is written and produced by Ahmad Judah and Joe Chasm, with lyrics and vocals by Keisha Wallace. If you like what you just heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. It truly helps more people find the show. Tubular Teens with Titans features the vocal talents of...
6: I'm Briar Zachary, and I play the Druidic Defender, Jay Terra.
1: My name is Chris Van, and I play the Pyre Paladin, Benny Humo. I'm Tim Loika, and
4: I play Storm Sentinel, Hanuel Yasuo.
1: I'm Keisha Wallace,
5: and I play the Hydro Hoplite, Gwyn Avalon.
3: What's up? I'm Allegra Rodriguez-Shivers, and I play the Nova Knight, also known as Scarlet Watts.
9: I'm Shane Cochran, and I voice... I'm J.J. Jensen, and I play Hera.
8: I'm Michael Waldschlug of the Second, and I play Pan Vahan, Guardian Prime. I'm Noah, and I play Johnny Dakota. Kyle Gould as Reginald
10: Thaddeus III. I'm Jerry Kokich, and I play the Drowned Duke.
7: I'm PJ Argento, and I voice... My
0: name is Robin... And I am the voice of Haxatar
2: Obleteris. My name is Ryan Short, and I was the narrator.